Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Would you get your Bibles and join me in Psalm 23? As that you'll stand to your feet all over this room. Those of you who are online, if you'll join me in Psalm 23. We're beginning a series today called Extra. Everybody shout out loud, Extra. Your season of living off the bare minimal is over. Hallelujah. How many of you believe God's got extra in store for you? I did you just shout out loud, I expect extra. I I expect extra, and that's what I'm believing that God is going to accord to your account uh, what he is going to assign to your finances, what he is going to direct to your emotional capacity. Everybody just shout out loud, I need extra, I need, I need extra. Psalm 23, would you uh, join me in verse number five? Psalm 23, uh, verse five. Glad to have my brother, executive director of 100 Black Men of America, Dr. Gibbs. Thank you so much, you and your wife, for joining me on today. Psalm 23, verse number 5, a familiar passage of scripture. I want us to uh, read it together with uplifted voices. Psalm 23, verse number 5. Come on, let's read it together. Thou prepares a table. Amen. It, it, that feel like church right there. Come, come on, let's declare it again aloud with all of the vim, vigor, and vitality you can muster, everybody. Thou prepares... Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Psalm 23, verse number 5. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Right after that, he anoints my head with oil. And right after that, my cup runs over. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, you done bumped your head. You done, you, you done, uh, you done bumped your head. Look at the person beside tell him, you got to pray for me. You got to pray for me. You done bumped your head. When the Gap Band went in the recording studio in 1979 and recorded the song, Oops, Upside Your Head, they, they had absolutely no idea how relevant that song would be in 2023. As of late, there is, hear this, a pandemic of concussions that are taking place. It's not just for athletes, but it is happening for the aged and the adolescents alike. According to the CDC, 30% of concussions are occurring 
and those who are over 75. 30% of all concussions are happening for those who are over 75. And all the while, 18 out of every 100 young people in middle school before getting to high school will suffer a concussion. 18 out of every 100. A concussion ushers us in uh, a temporary change in brain function. One blow to the head will change the brain. A lot of people who suffer concussions will feel better after a few days while others carry symptoms for months. The symptoms can uh, be cited as uh, clumsiness, disorientation, forgetfulness, trouble with sleeping, intense migraines, and difficulty speaking. If you grew up in a, a black community and happen to have a black mother present, if you operated out of character, ask questions that are not coherent, or speak out of turn, your black mother will give a full appraisal fit for somebody with no medical experience and declare you done bumped your head. The elders and those in their early years share in common the difficulty of trying to find balance. While most won't admit it, you can lose your head trying to juggle babies and a business. Lose your head trying to navigate <clears throat> marriage and money. You can lose your head trying to start a career and pay back college loans. Lose your head dealing with friends and family. You can lose your head trying to have a private life and make public appearances. Those on the football field will warn you that you are most susceptible to a concussion, hear this, only if you are carrying something. If you are not carrying anything, then nobody is trying to tackle you. You're dealing with a long-standing veteran who has had to take a whole lot of hits to the head. You don't know what it's like to be gifted and get hit. To be smart and to get hit. To be attractive and to get hit. To be successful and to be hit. To be ambitious and to be hit. To be anointed and to be hit. Having gone through all of those hits in your life, you think it hasn't impacted your head? Your thinking has been adjusted because of all of the hits you've had to take. You keep getting tackled and life still expects you to make a touchdown. Ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I want to mow the grass around Psalm 23 so that you can get a better look at uh, the sheep who are the real stars of the passage. The plot is about their relationship with the shepherd and why they, like us, 
have to depend on him. We open up Psalm 23 by discovering that the Lord is our shepherd. And then we found out in John chapter 10, verse number 11, that Jesus says of himself, I am the good shepherd. In crystallizing the metaphor, when the fifth verse declares, he anoints my head with oil. I want you to just lay hands on your own head. And I want you to declare out loud, he anoints my head with oil. Now, I need you to understand and being consistent with the text uh, that this is in mind of the function of the shepherd. Is that he is not anointing a king. He's not anointing uh, a priest. He is anointing sheep. But why is he anointing sheep with oil? He is anointing sheep with oil because uh, sheep have to deal with flies. They have to deal with mosquitoes. They have to deal with bees. And the amazing thing about flies and mosquitoes and bees is that they always are drawn to the eyes of sheep. They're drawn to the eyes of sheep, here it is, to contaminate their vision. Uh, they are so diabolical, the flies are, that the flies, watch this, lay eggs in the eyes of the sheep. And the disadvantage of the sheep is that the sheep anatomically do not have the dexterity to wipe their own face. So they got flies all around them trying to mess up their vision. The flies are there, hear this, so that they lose sight of the shepherd. Flies are there so that they go off course, so that they run off the cliff, so that they would lose their way. I need you to understand that Satan is also Lucifer. He's not just Lucifer, but Satan is also Beelzebub. And Beelzebub translates to mean Lord of the Flies. So watch what happens now. It is flies that always get in the face of sheep so that they lose their direction, so they cannot see the shepherd. Y'all not saying anything. So that they will fall off cliffs. It is always flies that are doing that. And because sheep cannot wipe their own eyes, they cannot wipe them away, I need you to see what it is that sheep do. Sheep begin running fast. They begin running fast, thinking that they can outrun the flies thinking that they can outrun the mosquitoes, thinking that they can outrun the bees, but as soon as they stop running, the flies are right there. And you found out in your own life, you can't outrun what's chasing you. You're gonna have to deal with it. You can't outrun your brokenness. You can't outrun your trauma. You can't outrun your addiction. You're gonna have to deal with it. Ladies and gentlemen, when it is uh, that they stop running, I want you to know that sheep act like saints. Sheep act like saints. Why? Because they start stomping their feet. Sheep start shouting, thinking that shouting will stop flies. Y'all are missing it here. They think that their shout will bring to an end spiritual warfare. Uh, they think if they dance long enough, all of their problems will be subdued. But when they stop stomping their feet, the fly is right there trying to distort their vision. 
and a last ditch effort of frustration, I want you to know what it is that sheep do. Sheep go and uh, start banging their head up against trees. Sheep begin banging their head up against rocks, trying to do whatever it is that they can to stop the fly from being in their face to stop their vision from being distorted. They will knock their head up against a tree sometimes until they lose their mind. I think I've lost you. I better say this to somebody who's in the room is that the ultimate aim and intention of the enemy is to make you blow your brains out. He wants you to deal with so much frustration and so much pressure and so much stress that you'll do whatever it takes to stop whatever is going on in your head. And I'm preaching to some people today who are saying, Pastor, you don't know what I dealt with in the last nine months of the year, but I've been trying to do everything to stop the frustration that's in front of me, but it still won't stop. So the shepherd pulls the sheep in. And when the shepherd pulls the sheep in, you ain't gonna believe what it does. The shepherd then pulls out a flask of oil. And he begins to pour oil on the head of the sheep. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me, why? He is he pouring the oil on the head of the sheep? It's because when he pours oil on the head of the sheep, here it is, the wings of the fly has to fall off. Hallelujah, the bee can no longer fly when it gets into the proximity of the oil. You want to know why the enemy is scared of your anointing? It's because the anointing on your life will amputate every demonic principality that's trying to distort your vision. He anoints my head with oil because he ain't gonna let nothing disrupt what God is trying to show me. He anoints my head with oil because God wants to make sure in the last four months of the year that I'm able to see him clearly. He said, watch this, I need you to notice for my English teachers who are here, I need you to see what the language of the text says. It never says he anointed my head. No. Don't say he anointed my head because that would be past tense. God, y'all not here to have church today. He anoints. It's in the perfect present tense, which means every day he's giving me fresh oil. The reason why you ought to be shouting today is the oil you had in September ain't good enough for what you're dealing with in October. I need fresh oil. He, he anoints my head with oil. Hallelujah. You ought to be giving God glory. Why? Because when he's anointing my head, he's anointing my ideas. He's anointing my dreams. He's anointing my concepts. Some of y'all can't shout because the enemy ain't been trying to second guess you or talk you out of what you've been dreaming. But I need those of y'all to know whatever God put in my head is about to be in my hand because I got oil for it. He anoints my head with oil. 
It is by no accident then that when Jesus is crucified, there are over 200 hills in Jerusalem over 200 hills in Jerusalem. And I don't know who was over military protocol when Jesus was being crucified, but of the 200 hills in Jerusalem, they chose Golgotha. And Golgotha means the place of the skull. Y'all not here today. Here it is, and when it is that they lined up the three to be crucified, they decided to put Jesus in the middle. So they marched them, watch this, to the top of the skull and they put Jesus right in the center. Here it is of the vortex. And because he put him in the center of the vortex, watch this, it is the area of the brain that controls speech. It is the area of the brain that maintains my balance. It is the area of my brain that helps me not to lose my mind. You want to know why you still here with all the craziness you've been through? It's God says that you woke up this morning with your mind. I know some of y'all only know how to shout for cars and money, but those of y'all that been through some trauma and you can give God glory, I still got sanity that, that I'm not foaming outside of my mouth. I give God glory that my mind is in place. Say something. You may be seated. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 23, verse number five. What does it say to us today? It says, he prepares a table. Hallelujah. He prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. I tell my sons and daughters in ministry, don't just read the text, but you've got to really evaluate it because watch this, Psalm 23 is about sheep. And then he changes the metaphor and its intention and the focus. He says something in verse number five, in all of your years of Sunday school, you never paid attention to. What you didn't pay attention to, watch this, is that sheep eat from troughs. Sheep eat from troughs. And watch what happens in verse number five. He prepares a table. God, help me. Sheep don't eat at tables. God, God I can't hear nobody. So who are the people that's mad to see sheep at a table? God help me, the cows are mad. The chickens are mad. Y'all ain't saying nothing. The goats are mad. Cause they trying to figure out why do they get to sit at a table when the rest of us gotta eat out of a trough. Some of y'all ought to be shouting because God said in October, you getting ready to sit at tables folk never expected you to be in. You are about to be at tables that folk thought you weren't qualified to be in. But God is preparing a table. You may be seated. He's, he's preparing a table. I don't have a degree for. I don't have pedigree in. I have no training. I got no experience. 
but God is preparing a table for me. Look at the person beside you and say, I know I don't belong, but it's the anointing that's getting me at that table. God says right now for my worshipers, I'm speaking your name to influential people. He said, if you give me glory, folk that should have never known you were alive are getting ready to make room for you. He is preparing a table. He's preparing a table. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. He prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. And you know David as a harpist, you know him as a psalmist, you know him as God's anointed, but maybe you forgot that uh, David before all of that is, um, is, a, is a stone thrower. He, uh, he got a slingshot. And I wanna suggest, albeit eisegetically today, how that maybe one day while uh, David was out in the field, while David is playing with rocks, that in one instance that uh, David may have had the rock go in the opposite direction and hit him upside his head. And David has an undocumented concussion that he never had addressed. It becomes evidence in the text in Psalm 23, verse number five. Watch what happens. He, um, he prepares a table in the presence of my enemy. Come on, you are critical thinkers. The table is prepared. Table is prepared. Watch this. Then he anoints my head with oil. Then the cup runs over. Now, the order is messed up and you never paid attention to it. When the table is prepared, then the cup should already be on there. God, y'all ain't here. But the Bible says he prepares the table, anoints my head, and then comes back with cups. The, the, the order is off. Hallelujah. Some of you got to get ready because your blessing is getting ready to happen out of order. That, that, that there's some stuff you getting ready to get. Here it is that you thought you were got, would have gotten first. But God said I had to prepare some stuff. Had I given it to you early, you wouldn't have been ready for it. I got to prepare it and then anoint you for what's getting ready to happen. Said the cup is now placed on the table. And you forgot, this is now insult to injury because sheep um, don't drink out of cups. God, help me in here. They don't eat at tables and they don't drink out of cups. And the truth of the matter is they, they shouldn't even uh, have access to it. Because if they don't know how to wipe their eyes. God help me. How they gonna know how to hold the cup? Uh, yeah, we 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 raising different kind of kids now. We raising different kind of kids now. I went when I was growing up, it was a treat to go to McDonald's. I was, I'm telling you, if I if I can get if I could get to Burger King, I'd have made it. Yeah, I done done well in school that week. I didn't get suspended. It was a great week. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, my kids don't, don't eat McDonald's. They, they, they want to eat sushi. I, I, I didn't even know what sushi was till I was in college. It's, and uh, uh, whenever it is uh, that I take them to eat sushi, uh, the waiter, waitress always knows I'm lost. They lost. And, and they ask me, do I want a fork? Because they know I don't know how to handle the equipment. God help me in here. He, he puts a cup on the table. God help me. For somebody who don't know how to use it. Oh my God. And then he sends a signal to all of the enemies who are around the table. God help me. He, he keeps pouring to let them know you could have had some of this if you treated me right. You could have had access to some of this if you knew who was in your presence. You could have been drinking some of this if you loved me the way you were supposed to. In Jerusalem, watch this. In Jerusalem, in a wealthy host home, when you are the guest of somebody who is wealthy, uh, they begin pouring into the wine glass and they do not stop at the rim. In Jewish culture, they don't stop at the rim. When you're at a wealthy house, they keep pouring. And they keep pouring, why? To let the guests know, I need you to know I got enough to host you. I don't want you to think that there is any lack that is getting ready to happen here. I don't know where my worshipers are, but God told me to tell you for the rest of the year, I'ma just keep on pouring. I don't want you to think your blessing is gonna run out. I don't want you to think your favor is gonna run out. I don't want you to think your miracle is gonna run out. I'm just gonna keep pouring until the crooked places are made straight. I'm just gonna keep pouring. Keep pouring. Be seated for just one moment, please. For one moment, please. Hallelujah. I got to do something, and um, I want you to receive it, and I need you to hear my heart. Not what it is that God told me to go is going to go in a direction you did not expect. How about those of you that have got family members who are over 70? I need you to lift up that hand. You got family members who are over 70. I want you to lift up that hand. I want you to hear what God told me in mid-air last week. He told me to pray for those family members who are over 70. Watch this. He said, because of what's getting ready to happen today, I am going to keep them from falling. God, I got the wrong church right through here. Hallelujah. Some of y'all don't know how to shout. But God said, if you give me glory, I'm going to keep your mother up. He said, if you open up your mouth, whatever balance issues your dad might have, I'm going to keep them up. I can't hear nobody. He said, if you give me glory, watch me make sure that they're not bound to a wheelchair and the crutches and a cane. Now, under him, he's able to keep me. Hallelujah. You may be seated. He's able to keep me from falling. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You may be seated. Keep me from falling. I can't hear nobody. He's going to keep them from falling. Y'all hearing the screams of folk who are concerned about an aging family member. But God says, I heard your cry today. I'm going to keep them from falling. Hallelujah. You can put that hand down. I am. Um, I, I, I used to love growing up, my dad taking me and my sister, only got one sibling, taking my sister and I out of school. I used to love it. Uh, we get to the school, Mount Royal Elementary School, school number 66, corner McMechan and John Street. And uh, he would drop us off, and uh, my dad would say to Jamal and Tamer, Have a great day. See you at three o'clock. All right, dad, love you. Have a great day. See you at three o'clock. I used to love when my dad take me to school. I did not like when my mama <laughs> took me to school. My mama uh, got nervous with us in the car and would make us sit in the back. And uh, we pull up to the school and uh, my mother would say, lean up. I make Tamer lean up first. And uh, she pulled out a flask of oil. <laughs> make the cross on Tamer's forehead. Come on, y'all wasn't raised old school, man. And after Tamer would do it, she said, Come on, Jamal, lean up here. Like, shucks. I lean up. She pull out that oil and smather it all over my forehead. I get out the car mad with my book bag because she done anointed my head with oil. Soon as she got out of driving distance, I'm wiping the oil off because I didn't want nobody to see the oil on my forehead. But it took me years to find out that when my mother anointed my head with oil, there was no shootings at my school. That when she anointed my head with oil, wasn't no molestation in the back stairwell. When she anointed my head with oil, it wasn't no bullying in the cafeteria. God said, if you lift up your voice, I'm about to anoint your children's head with oil. I can't hear nobody. He said, if you lift me up, I'm getting ready to break every assignment of the enemy. If you cry out loud, whatever the enemy thought he was going to do to the children of your family, the curse is broken. He done anointed. My head. Hallelujah. With oil. You may be seated for the last time. You may be seated for the last time. He done anointed my head with oil. My cup is getting ready to run over. Hallelujah. You getting ready to enter into the season of extra. Oh my God. I ain't even preaching to y'all right now. I'm preaching to the devil assigned to your family. If you think I'm going to lose this house, you done bumped your head. 
if you think you gonna take my son and take my daughter you done bumped your head if you think after all the work I've done I'm gonna be struggling and broke for the rest of my life you done bumped your head says he he anoints my head with oil but oil does not go on the head of Satan God help me he said the heel of the believer is going to crush the head of the serpent I know some of y'all are too bougie to give God glory like this but God says when you give me glory today you getting ready to blow the brains out of Satan he meant it for evil but God is getting ready to work it out for my good though he slay me yet will I trust him would you just grab that neighbor by the hand and say neighbor this entire year the enemy been playing with your hair but when you give him glory today for the next three months of the year everything that's in your head is coming to your hand let the redeemed of the Lord open up your mouth like I should have lost my mind I should have been dead I should have went crazy but I'm still here after all that I've been through I still got my joy would you open up your mouth drive the devil crazy I'm shouting while I'm broke I'm giving him glory while I'm depressed I'm making a joyful noise while I'm lonely I get joy is that all y'all got I said drive the devil crazy I said drive the devil crazy he meant it for evil but God is about to work it out for your good that's all the voice I got left 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 there's an undercover hater that's sitting around you right now and they thinking to themselves it don't take all of that I wish they would be quiet I wish they would sit down somewhere well if you are undercover demon you came to the wrong church today because this is a praise party come on just take five seconds and open up your mouth I will bless the Lord at all Softly, son, let me hear you. Lift up that hand. Let me pray for you. Listen to me. Softly, sir, let me hear. Listen to me. 
I cancel every car accident. I cancel every on-the-job injury. I cancel every short step. I pray for every person who can hear my voice that God will undergird you with balance. God, in no uncertain terms, is going to keep you on your feet. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you have fallen for the last time. I felt that thing right there. I better say it to somebody else. You have fallen for the last time. I declare and decree that even in this moment, he's preparing your table. Ain't no plastic forks at this table. He's preparing a table for you. Your cup is about to run over. You are shifting from not enough to more than enough. Those of you who believe it, I want you to give God glory for your season of extra. Come on, you can do better than that. I say, give God glory for your season of extra. I need you standing. My goal for this year was that uh, 2,500 people would find Jesus as the Lord of their life. And already we have gone to 3,000. Because God says, Jamal, in every area of the ministry, you're going to see extra happen. Those of you who are in this room, those of you who are online, this is our technology emphasis month. Those of you who are online and those of you who are in the room, You've never in all of your days seen yourself as a manifest expression of God's extra. God has anointed you to do what regular people can't do. I mean, there's something extra special about you. You've been different your entire life. Wherever you are in this room, David called an army of misfits. Those who... Uh, were rejected in other places, could find solace while being connected to him. Church is not for perfect people. It is for perfecting people. I find my place. I find my space. I find where God is calling me. I'm going to open the doors of the church. Wherever it is that you are, get your stuff. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody 